Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right, welcome everyone. We are here at Kings in Rosvidoff and a very special guest, Tony G. How's it going? Really good. After winning, obviously I had a very big party last night in the spa, but got through that alive as well. So looking forward you to going. You look fresh, home. man. You don't even look like <laughs> I saw. We saw the bottle. You pop in champagne, winning a short deck event. How's that? I mean, winning's always fun, but in a game that short deck, how much experience do you have in that? Is that? I mean, it's a newer kind of game. Like, don't tell yeah. me that's your first time ever playing. Like, is it one of the it's, one of the early times? Yeah, it's, I've played very few hands in total. Yeah, I've played one tournament before. I was actually deep in, in Montenegro in, in, in the short deck. Very deep and busted quite late just before the money two or three out of the money in in, in that one and yeah, look it's an easy game for me as long as people fold I have a shot you know? right. anything that people you can get people to fold any bluffing involved yeah I love it so alright well you win that event how much it was a 25k Triton series you're over in London I saw you there you participate in a million you've played a bunch of tournaments over your career do you prefer cash games or tournaments cash games have been very successful for me over the last three years I think especially here at King's Casino okay we've had really really good games you know mm-hmm. so even someone like me can win and uh, the way poker's going it's, it's more social nowadays so so pros you know the super pros are restricted from these games and they kept private and uh, I don't know if that's good or bad it's, it's good for me so. right and, and I guess I can't get into many games too like JB's game I'm not Really? Yeah. Oh man, that's so crazy. Well, that know, means so. that means you're tough. That that people think you're. Tough. I don't think so, but yeah. Um, and so, give us a little background on you. You're you're one of the more Tony G is known in poker. I mean, I remember growing up, and, and you were one of the original characters in poker. You're, people, you have some antics on your bike. These kind of coin phrases that are, I think, these days are sort of missing. There's so many serious super pro that sit there and they tank and all this. And you're very animated. What is poker to you about being fun and 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 you know sometimes when you get a little bit fired up, you and help me have some very legendary clashes like exactly tell me a little bit about, about what yeah. what why you get to you get animated and why what it means poker how it's been for yeah you, you know my, my philosophy attitude has been that poker should should be social people who really work purely on poker and don't do anything else in life i think are missing out on a lot and and pl- poker players who are really good could probably do a lot more in life and for the whole world than just to play poker and high stakes so right. I never believed that people should, should really work really that hard just, just to play poker. Poker is a great part of life. I really enjoy it with a passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a social thing. Obviously, if you get into re- really good cash games, it can be profitable for you. Right. Uh, but it's, uh, if you take it too serious and it's, it becomes like these guys are you know, tanking a certain number of seconds all the time and you know they're, they're working on it so hard so it's just different look I wish them all the best and I don't support those sort of players so right. with Phil Helmuth we just have fun you know he's, he's a fun he's an old fashioned player like me right. um, you know and I don't know if it's old fashioned good or bad it doesn't, it doesn't even matter what people think but I think yeah I mean I think that people are missing that's like that That to me the characters of the game the Berto Brennis is the, yeah. the, the animated the having fun that's what people want to tune in and see they want to see people having fun and living sort of as a character and having a good time and I mean especially when it's genuine that's who you are you're showing who you are now they kind of they, they throttle it right it's like you can't talk as much at the table you can't do this stuff people the, it, it seems like it's you know poker i think needs more of that so it's good to see that that that's sort of what you've you know you, you've embodied um and those of you that don't know tony g that the background a little bit you started poker news tell us about this because this is a this is like synonymous this is the biggest site on poker this is what people use the standard this is the news and, and tell me about that what that how yeah. you started that and what that's all about. so i bought the domain I was just in a sitting pokernews.com with some Hong Kong guy for $8,000. That's what I started with. I never had much money. I didn't have what a rich family. It was like 99, 2000. I bought it and I slowly started building it up. Um, and, you know, I was actually beating the games there quite easily in 2000 mm-hmm. since I've been a, a gambler since, since a kid and growing up in Australia since 12 years old. You know, I guess I was addicted to gambling in some form. Right. So, so it was easy and natural for me to play poker in the early 2000s. Uh, make a bit of money, start winning some tournaments, and I put all the money into Poker News, into development of Poker News, uh, into the search engine optimization, building a great team. Uh, we also did lots of uh, languages. So I came up with a franchise model so people would have 50% of their revenue from from each country. Oh, wow. So we, we were able to grow very fast without any funding. You know, I didn't have any funding outside. 
It was all just from my poker winnings that I put in and and build that into a business that was generating two million dollars a month in, in revenue wow. at its peak. So it's uh, and traffic now is phenomenal. It's all the all the technology is built in in Lithuania. The team is still there. Uh, I was always good friends with Isai, and we, we did do a deal uh, slowly where I started selling some of some of the equity mm-hmm. at the right time as well. Uh, for poker, but uh, now it's also with odds checker. It's in a big group now. I'm just happy that it's still in Lithuania. They still rent the property from me where the office is. So I'm still I still feel involved. And, and Leon just asked me to to do a deal on poker. So people still still come in, and I still try to do deals. Yeah, well, it's, it's happy 100th, isn't that right? Is it the 100th year of uh, the country in Lithuania? Is that right? We did have the 100th year. year. Yes, we past moved year. past that. Yeah, All right, past the 100th. I know that was a thing. I saw that somewhere. That's cool. And yeah. um, those that also don't may not know, you've been involved in politics to a pretty serious level. Can you tell me a little bit about your, your journey in politics and where that is currently and, and how that, that's been for you? Because that's, uh, that's not really the, a typical mix, poker and politics. <laughs> yeah, so the, I guess that was fun trying, and uh, I put my name up for uh, European elections. Mm-hmm. I was a member of European Parliament for five years. Thank God with no, no, no controversy, no, no, nothing happened bad, which right. is really good. <laughs> and I think I did a lot of uh, good change for, for young people in Lithuania with, uh, with things I've been successful in, so it's internet coding, uh, I was coded dojo ambassador, uh, teaching kids how to code from an early age, mm-hmm. especially also working on girls, uh, because you know I do have a lot of these people that do work in my companies in, in coding nowadays. Uh, so that was that was important for me to do to work on technology in Europe to make Europe more more tech savvy, more open. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were creating a digital single market DSM, which 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 I worked on cybersecurity and things like that. So it was a very good experience. It was tough. Uh, very, very little you could do. Politically, the European Parliament is the second largest parliament in the world after India with 755 members. So oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So it's and so a, how, how was, what was the process? Was it, Did you get resistance for being in poker? Was that like a thing where people were like, oh, you shouldn't be here at all? Or was that just kind of whatever? No, really no, that, that helped me because I was more than just a politician, right? So I was just, an, you know, just a person from the community that, that was playing poker as well that was elected by the people in a, in a very sort of a strong way so i think it's it's changing and probably in the future i would have uh, opportunities to to play poker again but uh, currently uh, sorry to be in politics again right right and <laughs> always playing poker right and i see so 2002 this is you started this is your looking through hen and mobs i like yeah. to do some podcasts kind of going through the journey was this you were playing cash games already at this point or was this um like so i see you have a couple scores you, you know wsoe wow in 2002 was that is that a world series of poker that, yeah 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 okay so so you start get a couple scores you were kind of into it here like is this is this uh is was this like a hobby at this point or were you at this were you kind of playing poker for for money i was playing poker for money yeah basically there i was living in austria mm-hmm. quite broke in like 2002 and then started winning in poker and then put that money into poker news. But basically, yeah, I was uh, living in a small flat in Austria, uh, broke, not, not much left in life to do, um, you know, already not not that young at, in 2002. So had to win. And luckily, I did have a few wins. And in Austria, the games were, I guess, were very soft. Even someone like me could win. And uh, those people did support me and allow me to play. And I won a few tournaments, even that, that, that WSOP event. But I got second was a big result, 44,000 euros, uh, I guess, changed my life then in 2002. So it's, it's, it's all relative now, isn't it? So poker did help me, and thank God that I put that money into, in, into poker news, which I also love to do. And we bought, later on, we, we bought the World Series uh, live reporting rights. We paid for it to, to outbid card player, which other people couldn't stand, and I just paid whatever it took. And that really propelled us to, to a whole new level. And, and, and so you originally you're from you were born in Lithuania you moved to Australia I saw you were a Rubik's yeah. Cube champion is that true and you yeah were, or you were, it's, a, it's a kid thing I'm not, I'm not yeah I'm but not you were, okay so you were, but you were at games you like yeah, games I like games. kids I like games yeah. you moved to Melbourne Australia and yeah. and what was that like for you so that was uh, was there poker going on at that time was the crown there and stuff like that or is that no crown opened when I was 18 exactly so crown casino opened and then poker started we used to play like five card stud poker mm-hmm. seven card stud um, and then like Holdem and other games also started to come in and uh, I played and I could probably beat most people there when it first started so it was it was easy but 
there wasn't enough action and I had to I had to go to to Europe where there was a really heavy heavy mm-hmm. action and you could really make some serious I, money. My dad always does report like sends me a, a background on everyone. So he and I saw something where you flew to Vegas, kind of lost your role. Is that true? Or maybe he quoted that from somewhere you or you flew into Vegas, you were playing some of those games, then had to go back to Melbourne almost with I mean, as the story read that you yeah. had lost a lot of your money or whatever at that time. Is that yeah. like, did you kinda go quote unquote broke or was that a big lesson for you to go to Vegas then have to come back after is that true even I, it's, I just yeah it's true I've, I've had a, lots of bad trips to Vegas and right. even the last one wasn't that good financially so yeah I've been on, on the verge of being broke for sure uh, you know going back 15 years uh, right in the past last 15 years has been okay right we'll see how the next 15 years well, listen, if you, I'm, you, I'm gonna live them you keep <laughs> playing short deck man you're winning short deck guy <laughs> yeah. rollers tell me about coin poker because this is yeah. something I want to flash over here and again guys if you have questions get the retweets out for Tony we're gonna give away a ticket at the end of the day I've seen a lot of we want to save some time to do that at the end here but this is very interesting because I've seen some patches I've seen you rocking this in the million pound tournament and it you know, this is obviously blockchain. You mentioned with what you're kind of doing in general, and it's it's a very hot topic. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, poker, people in poker use it. What is this site, and how, how is this yeah. working? So it's actually a decentralized poker uh, mm-hmm. powered by cryptocurrency. Okay. RNG is actually on a blockchain, so people can, can see the random number generator is, is fair. You can verify it. You can trust but verify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that's the saying I have, trust but verify. So it's it's very very interesting project. I, re- I really love it uh, because there's no there's no fiat involved. It's only games of skill. You can deposit with BTC or, or Ethereum, and also CHP, which is its own native token. Uh, tokens are being also burnt uh, every week from the rake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's it's a very interesting project. It's a bit of fun. I love I love poker. Uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see where it goes, but I, I think it's it's going to start growing quite significantly. Coin poker. So I do suggest for everyone to come on there's free rolls there you don't even have to deposit and just just try it out play play the free rolls build up and uh, there's been a lot of kids that have you know built, built a bankroll from nothing right that's awesome and yeah. and so you are you in terms of cryptocurrency in general are you pretty bullish like do you believe that this is a future do you think this is going to replace fiat like where i want to know tony g's yeah. businessman we, <laughs> we got we had most poker on here talk to us a little bit about business and where you think the future is like do you, do you believe this is moving that way yeah, look, I, I don't know where it's going to go, but, you know, I, I tell you, I can share. I built, uh, I've, I've launched CryptoNews.com. So CryptoNews.com is launched. You own that domain? I own, I own that, that domain. Tony, business. come on, man. How, how do you get these domain names? Poker News, Crypto News? I, that's that's a strong, uh, that is a strong name. I, uh, I'm going to look here. Let me fast forward over to, um, you know, so Coin Poker. That's, that's all very interesting. I know there's a few sites doing that with crypto. Uh, I'm gonna go yeah, the only thing you, you do play here. What's that? Oh, yeah, on coin poker you actually play you actually play for real money with, with a native cryptocurrency CHP. So it's yeah, that's cool. I wouldn't call it real money, but you play with a, a native cryptocurrency that's on the blockchain. But is it so? Is it all Bitcoin then, or is it? Can you play? You do you can no, deposit you, you with to, different methods. Yeah, you can deposit with Bitcoin and Ethereum, and you play in, in the CHP, and then when you draw, we draw with CHP, and CHP is also traded on exchanges mm. like KuCoin, HitBTC. Very interesting, and this is so. This is your website as well, or what is? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, I, was, I flew into New York when I was on CNN, as you can see. Oh, hello, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Talking, was attacking Amazon. That was like in for Thanksgiving last year. So I've had a lot of uh, a lot of fun in life. I don't know. That's uh, yeah. You got guys. Remember on Twitter, Instagram, we have all of Tony's stuff up. You can also uh, check out his hand and mob. And then you know, here I want to go through. Let's let's do. Let's yep. kind of go through some questions. Um, all right, yeah. So, in short deck of cards, people are asking: Is it less bluffing or more bluffing? Where do you? How do you feel the game of short deck? Do you think it's around yeah. to stay, or is, it, is, it gonna, is this a game as a future? PLO was known to be this is going to take over the world. Do you feel short deck is going to going to spiral out, or is this kind of a short? I think thing? I think if every, everybody played to the uh, best strategy, I think it would be quite ugly because you would have to. Uh, yeah, you could be all in every hand, basically. If you have two picture cards uh, and, and you're the first one to move all in, your odds are really good. As long as you're getting, you know, you're getting 10, 10 20% folding right. chance for someone when you when you bet, you already have an edge. Right. So imagine, and people are folding more than 20% mm-hmm. of the time you want them to fold, right? They're going to fold at least 50% and, and some people folding 80%. I mean, they let me win this event. 
because it just folded. I mean, it, it was, was just, just crazy. Just brute aggression. It was just it was just crazy. Then people like don't know the odds that in this game you're you're never under thirty percent, and you're right. always like forty five percent. Yeah, I think ace king <laughs> aces to ace king is like twenty five percent chance. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like the worst case. You know, it's like or yeah, so it's, it's it's kind of crazy. But you think so? You think it'll stick around? Do you think short decks got a future? Or, or well, we have it on we have it on coin poker too. It's, it's hard to say. You know, you, you never know. How it's going to go? It's 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 a lot of fun. It's uh, it's a different game. I think it's it gives it gives the amateur players better chance as long as they get some some knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. If you play super aggressive, you have a very good chance. I don't think you can play this game tight. Right. So if you, if you play tight, I don't think you can win. Can't win if you're you too, can't win. too tired. Uh, does poker in your life represent entertainment as a profession or an obligation? Do you feel like when you show up some of these events, are you because you're supporting? You yeah. guys are you know sure. the mate Rob, you got Leon, sure. guys that are for your friends. You're playing million pound tournaments and you know going around. Do you, is it fun? Is it all fun for you? Or is it kind of like sometimes like ah, I I, I kind of have to go? Like do you love it's, it still? It's a bit of both, you know. Yeah, sometimes I don't love it, and sometimes there's like an obligation to help to mm-hmm. help the industry. To, you know, you're responsible, and sometimes it's fun. So it's a bit of both. And when you play cash games and get a bit of cash out. That's a lot of fun yeah, as well, right? Good. And you it's need like the golf. cash. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's like golf. Good shot, great shot. Yeah. Bring you back to another one. Um, if you went back in time uh, and the possibility to choose again what to do with your life, would you choose to be a professional poker player again? I mean, would you? was that fair to say were, at one point you were professionally purely poker player? Yeah, at one time I was sponsored by Party Poker and quite a big contract. And I guess I was professional in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. Running, well, being behind poker news and... Uh, Playing poker for party poker, doing lots of affiliate deals. So, I guess it was professional, right? You can't say you're not professional. Yeah, like getting it. paid to, yeah. to play and, and, and yeah. represent. And yeah. the Premier Leagues, you've had some good success. I, I think I saw you had a second in a Premier League. Yeah, yeah. I had a second as well. Didn't quite win. It's fun. Those. Uh, what, what do you think about those? That that format of poker seems like a blast. I kind of came up with that idea. I remember telling that to, to Eddie Hearn that, that that's what poker needs like a league mm-hmm. and there's been a few attempts to try to make a league and now Triton's trying to do something but I think there's a, if there's a league or there's like a fun cash game that's on TV with some people that are fun I think you have to select and and, and let, let, let the right people play so it's fun TV you make a concept like wrestling or whatever I think right. there's, there's room for it still so maybe I'll do something like that I really love it I would love to to have a poker game that's fun for people a poker mm-hmm. entertainment show that's fun. I would love to, to build that because I love it myself. I would play on it. I think that's a great point because I think sometimes in poker there's missing a storyline. Like what's cool about yeah, Premier yeah. League, it's a, it's short, it's fun, it's a competition. You know, like a lot of times it's just in a cash game even there's no real like yeah, someone's gonna get hurt, there's gonna be some big pots, but it's not really there's no there's no story, there's no finish. That's what tournaments people love. How there's a but sometimes it's too long maybe. You know, five yeah. days or so, like a like a short and sweet kind of battling with yeah. points and statistics. It's cool. Yeah, points, statistics. People love to follow nowadays, and I think you need to have much, maybe have one one competition that has five tournaments mm-hmm. or ten tournaments that are super fast. Then you have more decisions that do matter, right? Uh, which is exciting for for the show, exciting for points, and also better for the players. I think even even the better players will have even sh- should should enjoy that, right? Bigger swings, and then you could lose hands, but uh, at least there's some decisions that they really have to right. get to showcase their skills in, in certain spots and, and, and dynamically get to show that their their ability kind of and show like a tournament format. I, I just I feel like the Premier League is exactly that. It yep. gives you a chance to really you know show your stuff. So that's 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 interesting that you started. That. I love that. Yeah, I, I don't want I don't want the poker going to this super deep stuff. I think it should go much faster, much faster. Right, and and to j- just. Give everyone a better chance and more fun to have fun. Think about the social people, the social part of it, and uh, the amateurs. That's the key in poker. If it's if it's, it's going to be fun, right? What what does it feel like to win a tournament as important as a Triton? So it's a it's a twenty five k. It's it's prestigious to you. Is that is that something you love? Like the to get a trophy to have that winning feeling? Is yeah. that I mean it's it's few and far between, right? Cash games sure. tournaments are hard to win. How does that feel actually to get that title? Is it does it feel powerful? Like you is that going to be like is that a moment in your career, winning the yeah. tournament? Look, yeah, it's a moment in my career. It's very important. Uh, Triton, everyone wants to be a Triton champion. It, it takes you in, in a certain level. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Chinese people and people in Asia know me quite well now and, and will know much better once, once the show comes out. I also did the Triton cash game, which mm-hmm. which I did great in. So I think that's very important that, that I can I can be a, a personality there. From a brand point of view, you, you never know where, where you can do deals. In the right. Future. And I love to do deals and 
and and play. They say winning solves everything, right? Winning's, winning is good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, winning solves all the problems. Right? Yes, it does. <laughs> what brand of bike do you have? Do you are you a are you, are you where, we need to talk about the bike saying because that is your that's your staple. But do you do you, are you a biker? Do you go out and bike sometimes? Uh, look, not I'm really? not. I'm not a big bike. I have a Peloton at home. Okay. So I try to I try to jump on when I can. Connecting to the US because it's still not really in Europe. Mm-hmm. I got a US one shipped in. Um, but I'm not a big biker, honestly. So it's, it's a saying. Yeah, call. where did the saying come from? You love to say that. Yeah. You're, that's what people know you as. It's one of the best coin yeah. poker terms. So what, yeah. what, where did that come up with? Did it just randomly happen one day? Or what, what's the it's, deal with that? Look, it's a saying in, in, in Australia that like an old man would tell his son, on your bike, son, you know, and, or whatever. You know, on your like bike, get son. going? Like time get to going, get, yeah, yeah, time to go. Yeah, time to go on your bike. So I, that's... I was at the break desk in London and you were sitting behind me and I think it was the 100K main event and then when Alex Foxen came over, yeah. you said, we're going to need a bigger bike because he's a big guy. <laughs> I thought, I love that. Like, you really, you really like, you got that whole thing going, man. I love it. Um, what's the most memorable, memorable location that you have played poker in? When it was legal in Russia, I was, had a lot of fun playing in Moscow and super huge stakes as well. Uh, that was that was memorable for sure. So I really, really did enjoy playing in Moscow uh, all, all the way games. back. Yeah, in a casino, yeah, private, I guess. Well, the games excludes certain mm, people. Private, yeah. But when they get so big, they're private anyway. No, no, no one could just you know, come to Russia right. with, you don't just with millions and play, right? You just you just couldn't do it. So it's it's private anyway. But I think that's, that's the most memorable. I had a, a great time when I was uh, playing poker in Russia. I had a re- really great time. And I won a few tournaments. I think I won in St. Petersburg once, back-to-back tournaments. Nice. Well, that'll, that'll become a favorite quickly. When it, yeah. That's good. Uh, who is your who is the funniest player you've ever played with? Who's the most fun like player to play poker with at a table? For me, Phil Helmuth is fun to play with because he takes everything so personally. I think he takes it all. It's like real to him. It's, it's, it's his real life. Mike Madison is fun as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's up and down. But he can be a lot of fun. Um, but I think all, all the old guys are quite quite a bit of fun. I think even playing with Doyle. It's, it's interesting and fun to play with, and mm-hmm. uh, when you win your first big pot against Doyle, it's something that yeah, you can feel wow. Have that on this is not hard, you know. Wow, you know, you just try to bluff me. I made a tough call for like everything. I remember that was in the intercontinental intercontinental championships, and it was where I finished second in that whole thing, which was a, a big event. Like all the best players in the world, uh, allegedly. When was that? That was in, in the US. Where we we can see it on the end. Of the we'll check that. We're gonna take that look in a second here. Um, do you have new goals in poker? Like, does that when you? I mean, obviously, doesn't change your life at all. A twenty-five k, you're playing million-pound tournaments. But does that make? Does it kind of motivate you? Do you kind of when you win a tournament? Does that make you say, "Hey, what's the schedule next? I want to go it around." Like, how does that yeah. change your your appetite at all? Well, I guess my goal was like yesterday. I said, "Look, I'm now gonna start studying the game and." Know, know all the spots better mm-hmm. and then how to react so yeah I'm, I'm thinking about studying the game because I, I think there's there's no 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 chance for me in no limit hold'em I think I could be very strong in Omaha I cashed in, in the World Series this year in a limit hold'em I could definitely play I think against anyone I could play PLO tournaments mm-hmm. play short deck for sure because it's just I guess you're the best short deck player in the world currently <laughs> yeah you're currently. a 25k high roller <laughs> triton champion so yeah. that's nice um <laughs> Nice. So that's but I need to work on my no limit game. There's so many variations there that I think I I'm definitely have never worked on it. Just right. from playing, it's probably I mean, a lot of that's just time, right? Like you know, you could sit down. You got you're doing business stuff and all that. So it's kind of like, do I want to spend forty or hundred hours and doing these, trying to tweak my game, or just kind of do what I do and have fun and and be because be, you're you know you know how to win. You know what it takes. It's just you haven't done all the solver work and this and that. So but I have to do it if I'm if I'm a player. I can't afford to play these million events. It, that's true too. You know these are gonna yeah. now a Triton here that looks like they're gonna be coming maybe you know often. There's so many now. There's a two fifty pound event. Uh, now that, that Kerry Katz is putting on in London, mm-hmm. and I think there's just going to be lots of events all the time. So it's also someone like you who is known in the poker community, but would probably not be per se by the pro. Like it could be a huge advantage to you too if you come in there and you have that because you already know what it takes. You have the live ability. If you can kind of sneak in a little bit of extra study, it probably go a long way. You know, because you're not going to get the credit that you would. You know, you could. Uh, so I'm thinking, with, which sites do people recommend to join and like to study, or should I? Oh, for just training. get a coach, yeah. I know. I have some. I got some good stuff for you. We can talk about okay. after the podcast. Okay. So you, you, I think you'd really like. Um, what is uh, 
What is the future of European Parliament? That seems like a heavy question. Do you give me a little, give me a little look into uh, Parliament. Uh, for just for U.S., yeah. it's a it's a term I don't understand because it sounds very official. I know yeah. it is. Yeah. But you said seven hundred and fifty people are yeah. in Lithuania's Parliament. No, no, no this is this is European, 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 European Parliament. So how many yeah. are within Lithuania? There's eleven uh, from Lithuania. Oh, wow. so each country elects, and then everyone's in Brussels okay. representing your Europeans. So yeah, eleven people get elected from Lithuania. How, how different you, depending on how big the country is. What do you feel the the future? If, I mean, politics is yeah. complicated. How do you feel in just like a, a quick? Do you do you feel like it's going the right direction? Is it kind of? Uh, look, it's never going the right direction. You, Europe is always uh, going sideways, and I think that satisfies Europe going sideways. Mm-hmm. Currency is quite quite weak, which is good for exporters. Stagnant growth. We're on a brink of recession. The last ten years, so. And now, now the world seems to be on the brink of recession again. If, if, if the U.S. goes into recession, we could have tough times. We have these. Basically, in Europe, we have negative interest rates. You, you take a home loan, and, and the bank pays you. <laughs> it's, right. It's like unbelievable. We, what we've, we've come to, we, we've gone to where Japan was uh, twenty years ago. We just kind of come, come to the same thing. We're having, we're having deflation. We, we're having very stagnant growth. Uh, Technology is making efficiencies. So. There's lots of issues, but Europe spends 40% of its budget of the subsidies on food, food and farming subsidies. So that's what we focused on. It's technologically behind, but it doesn't matter. Since Europeans had so much money, it's all invested in, in global stocks. I think it's, Europe's going to be wealthy. It's a, it's a wealthy country. It's a wealthy part of the world that has a budget surplus Put if you put everything together. So it's, so it's, it's, it's fine. I saw someone else ask about, and again, I don't want to get, this is sort of like talking, someone said about Brexit, like how, how did, that's a, a kind of a, you know, this is not what I want to talk to you about, sure. but I'm just curious, what in your mind, was that just a disaster? Was that like unavoidable? Was that, what what happened? Like, do you have a, because that must be a parliament, that's yeah. a big deal. You guys must talk about yeah, it and discuss yeah. it. No, that's a big deal. I think it had, had to happen. I think it just points to the same thing that people in the outer regions of each country are, um, are not happy that they're, they're looking for changes, but I think it's not possible to help. So all the money is coming to cities. Cities are getting ri- richer and richer, and the country towns are getting poorer and poorer. So all the vote from the country towns was overwhelmingly for exit because mm. people want change. They don't see any hope. But it's it's a trend of the whole world where the country region is basically getting poorer and poorer. And 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 the, since the, the the way the system is, it's uh, people feel. Then they're not listened to. So it's a protest vote that they, they came and they made a decision. And I hope that the Brexit does happen now and it's delivered. I think it's important. And, and we'll, we'll see how the, the United Kingdom will, will prosper in, in a new environment, like trading with India, China, uh, Australia, the Commonwealth countries that they're very close to. We will we'll see what happens. But interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it and realize that that makes sense, That the, how you that's very well articulated and that makes me feel like I understand better how that happened. I thought it did happen. I thought it was a done deal. It's not It's not officially done? No, it's not done because it's Parliament and, and Boris Johnson, the new, new Prime Minister, actually I like him. I think he's flamboyant and fun and we need people like that in politics. Mm-hmm. So I hope he, yeah, I hope he delivers it. I think he's, he needs to deliver The Conservative Party in the United Kingdom is, 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 could be in trouble if they don't deliver the Brexit because people have a referendum and then the parliament doesn't approve it uh, and you don't have it or you have another one and say, look, we made a mistake, we'll have another referendum. Right. So it's, it's all political stuff because of the Labour Party. There's basically two parties, but the, the, the Liberal Democrats are making ground and these are all pro-EU. I think there's less and less pro-EU in Europe. Mm-hmm. I think people are becoming nationalistic and this is the way it is. And I think they're, they're feeling they're left out of, of the economic boom and uh, just very few people making all the money and the rest suffer quite badly. Europe has a very big social social policy, so everyone supported people. Everyone gets a nice uh, nice paycheck, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they do, so people can survive, basically. Yeah. Interesting. That's really interesting stuff. I didn't. I, that makes me understand a little better that whole concept um someone asking how much of your tv persona is real is there any embellishment you know help me th- yeah. i think help me th- almost like overdoes like the plays the poker brat role to a to a villain is this is this totally g totally or are you kind of having a little extra fun in there what's going on i'm having extra fun but it's just me i'm yeah. just having fun i'm having a drink on these things you know i'm not i'm not taking it that serious i'm just having fun maybe i'm not looking to play the best poker but being that way probably intimidates other people right and they make mistakes right and they fold when they shouldn't fold you know or they call when they shouldn't call 
and I, I guess it puts people out of out of balance, out of their comfort zone, out of their comfort yeah. zone. But it's, it's yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I just I love, love it. I like it. Tell us about the most emotional hand of poker. Um, do you remember? Is there one that either you know most people remember the bad beat better than a good hand? But yeah. Do you remember a hand that was like a actually touched you, like where you were like in a cash game, some yeah. huge pot, you got unlucky yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah. Tell us. I, I actually did put it on Facebook years and years ago, but this was like in two. 206 probably in Moscow I had a 5 million dollar pot that I won with aces 5 million US dollars worth yeah 5 million US dollars worth yeah wow. with aces that I won yeah we had to make a flush yes we were all in like four people all in and I had the, the nut flush draw uh, and aces on, on the flop and yeah I got there so that was uh, that was important that, that, that would have put me back if I didn't win that pot I tell you wow that's all. In, in Russia, you got to you got to win, and then you got to get out of there. And you, you got to collect. Yeah, yeah and for God, I, I, yeah, I've always been able to collect in Russia. People have always uh, respected me and always paid. So I really I'm, yeah, I'm not to say Russia. I'm just saying yeah, it's like a foreign yeah. country, private yeah, games, big yeah. money. You got you know these are you got to have balls to go so, in there and play because you got to win. You got to win. You know. But R- R- Russian gamblers seem to be quite honest. And, yeah, uh, I've, I've heard that as well. Yeah. I, they seem. Uh, it seems like I, mean, I actually haven't heard any really bad stories there or anything. Yeah. But just yeah. it's kind of like got that cult. Like that country is very tough. You know, it's like scares people, especially sure. in the U.S. They're like just feel like it's tough. Um, it is tough. It's yeah. so scary. Yes, <laughs> but it's, it's it's also fun. You know, people are very good there as well. What, uh, what was the triumph you enjoyed the most? What, what in your poker career have you enjoyed the, the most being I think doing? Being the first Asian champion, I think it was around like 207 or something. I was the first ever Asian champion in Singapore. And I was already, business started doing well, and I was able to give a lot of that money to charity, although it's not like I'm going to gloat on that. But it was, you know, I was still like back then or whenever it was, uh, we can check. But in the early 2000s, you know, it was still, it was fun, and it was winning that event with like close to 500 players was. Was uh, big. No, was big. Yeah, that and yeah, the, yeah, being the, the like the first Asian champion, there had never been any tournaments in Asia before that. It was the first really big one uh, that was that was done by Betfair. That was fun. I really enjoyed it. And it was, it was a good Singapore, show. huh? I've never Singapore. been. I've never been yeah. there. I've heard it's great. It's so. Great. I think there's never been other. There's only it was only one tournament there. That's one of the. I think that's a, that country in Tokyo or in Japan. I hear like there's no trash. Like they say, like you know, if there's like a piece of trash on yeah. that, you can't find one. You can yeah. go on like a scavenger hunt to find a piece of trash, and it just doesn't exist. Very which true. is pretty cool. Very um, are we answered? Which poker pl- player is the most fun to play with? Uh, uh, in terms of that, we were just kind of t- <clears throat> talking about the strategy. So you haven't done like I mean, you have you what type of work have you done with poker? Have you literally like I mean, have you looked at some charts and push folds? Like what what's what's your? I haven't looked at any charts to be honest. So it's just all natural. But I used to play a lot of sit and goes on party poker, and yeah, I was winning online as well. And uh, I made the final table once of Poker Stars main event too years back with the Rap Duck. My, my Nick. So I don't know. Like I guess I was good enough to play these sit and goes, and that gave me confidence when I played thousands of them and had whatever eight percent return. It was it was okay. Well, this was you know, early two thousands. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't done any charts. I haven't done any, uh, and I, I guess I need to do that now. And I guess I'm at at the stage now where I do have to work and uh, put put a serious effort in. Whatever. Put two hours a day in for a few months. And then, then I could get some, maybe some better results and come back. Yeah, you're play. playing the biggest tournaments in the world. And you might as well, right? You might as well. Everyone else, yeah, yeah. Into it. Um, Especially, I believe statistics and mathematics. So I, I definitely, I'm a believer and I'm a blackjack player too. So I understand how gambling works and sports betting and things. Like yeah, that, so. you get the odds. Yeah. How do you manage the balance between poker life and political life, and actually throwing family life there too? With doing yeah. all this and being busy, how many you have? Two, uh, how many children you have? Two, uh, you're, you have. Yeah. I have two children with my wife. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. With, with my current wife. Yeah. So yeah, you have. You, so how do you balance with that? You're busy man. Like, yeah. It's so is that, is I, that I balance yeah because I don't have a nine to five job, so I'm okay. With politics, it did take a lot out because mm-hmm. of the travel, but now it's it's perfect. You know, now now I'm free, so I don't play poker that much. I'm most of the time I'm with the family at home and uh, just enjoying life. So I'm not I'm not re- really busy, and I'm not really like a guy that's trying to be busy all day mm-hmm. every day trying to do the next deal I'm, I'm in a stage where I'm trying to not to do any deals I have right. en- enough what I've done and I'm keeping that going but still when you have all that thing going it's hard to stop and there's always things happening yeah okay and uh, 
who is the best poker player you've been around? Who do you feel like when you see someone at the table, is there a couple players you just like, wow, they just seem never to make a mistake? I mean, there's a lot of great yeah. tournament players now. Is there anyone in particular, even just maybe from the older school guys that you've been around since 2000, 2004, who do you feel is just so solid and like a great player? Yeah, I, f- I, feel, I felt Ivy was a great player before I have And now since he's been away a bit, I don't know. He doesn't, I don't know how he's playing nowadays, but I felt intimidated playing with him. Like one of the few players that... That I felt had uh, enormous confidence in cash games and tournaments, and he just felt he was going to win, and he just felt it all the time, and uh, and he just seemed to play that way. He seemed to play, I guess, the the version of the modern game a bit earlier than any of everyone else. He worked it out, and and he played it the right way. So he's yeah, he's definitely a guy that that I would definitely respect. You were battling with him in the short deck here, right? I saw yeah, yeah, some yeah. other tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a picture. And I think I busted him out. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> nice to it's nice to bicycle Ivy here and there. So um, uh, someone's asked about the return of Premier League poker, which you mentioned. You kind of put that idea potentially in the head or one of the originators of that. So you would, would you would you participate if there was another one? Because I did talk to Party Poker about trying to bring it back. Season seven was yeah. the last yeah. one. Yeah, that, and I don't. You weren't there because I, I played yes. in that one. Um, so season eight is that a possibility? Do you think it would be cool to do? Oh, we should do it for sure. We should we should do season eight as soon season. as possible. Make it fun. Make it for people at home so everyone can understand it. Make it super simple, mm-hmm. super quick. Make the points, and, uh, and that that could be a lot of fun. Get get some nice characters in there. And poker on TV could come back all around the world. Yeah, it would be. I think it would be. That's that's one of the best forms. Talk to me about Warren Lush for a second. We just yeah. saw Warren Warren around. How, <laughs> how big is Warren Lush been here? How long have you known Warren? <laughs> It seems that I've known him since uh, since we were kids, but no, I guess fifteen years or so. And uh, yeah, look, he he man, he helps me out. He holds he's, it together. He's, right? he's my family, you know. Yeah. I, I love Warren, and he's he's a very important part of my life. He's, I love Warren he's, too. He's, he's a godfather of, of one of my children. He's you know always with me. He's very honest, very humble person. Uh, that just uh, loves poker. You know? yeah. he's been in poker forever. He's doing all the media, so. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad that he's he's around and, and doing doing things. Yes, he's a, he's a, he's the guy. I gotta gotta love Warren. Um, let's see. So, yeah, do you would you consider yourself a professional poker player now, or not? I mean, is it, it's sort of like semi-pro. You just kind of yeah. like you play. For fun. I'm definitely not, not a professional player. I don't want to be classed as a professional player for for many reasons. But I, I was always adamant that I'm not a professional poker player. And, and, and that is that my predominant uh, source of income was never, never from poker, except from the very early part of, of mm-hmm. my life, I guess, in, in, in poker, right? right. In the early 2000s, yes. But since then, no. So I'm not a professional. You'll be professional if that's what you do and that's your, pro- whatever, at least over 50% of your income. And I, and I wouldn't say that, 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 that that's, the tr- that's the case now. So I'm not. I'm a, I'm a recreational player. And I would recommend for everybody to aim to be a recreation player and do other stuff outside of poker as well. So life can be more full, so yeah. that you can have more meaning. Mm-hmm. Because just playing these higher stakes all the time uh, doesn't won't make I, you happy eventually. Yeah, I like to say that too. It's a, it's it's really important to have balance, especially like I, the message you don't want to send to people is go quit your job, be be a professional poker player. I like to say like you know have it on the side. If it's supplemental income, you can work at it, become better at it. But yep. don't make this your everything you know that's i think that's very important distinction um short deck or no limit hold them you can only play one from now and what do you which one do you choose <laughs> if i get uh, i would probably have a better chance in short deck obviously because the mathematics is just so much less of math there that i can work that out myself uh very quick without anything right. so you can work that game out much faster obviously with 32 cards mm-hmm. and uh well, it's a short deck if you're all in every time when you have two picture cards, you could you could win the tournament. Right, <laughs> you have a chance to win. Yeah, it's quite scary, right? That is scary. <laughs> Especially when you get a big stack and people have to fold. And then yeah, you can put some ICM pressure yeah. once a pay jumps and you're, just, you're all in, no one wants to put it in. Yeah. Um, what what percentage of winning is tournament is in tournaments is luck? Yeah, I'm, it's always interesting to hear what people feel. Yeah. Skill, luck, 80-20, 90-10. Like, where do, you, where do you feel the skill and luck and, and say no limit hold them falls? You can see there's so much luck involved, but... Because we like the main event, right? If all the best players, they would all be there all the time, right? In the final table because they have so, so much time and so much depth to play. Mm-hmm. But we don't see that and we see all new people. So the the disparity, the difference is, is so small. The age is so small that the bigger the fields get, that it's 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 minor. But obviously in these high roller events, which, which is super deep, these players do have more of an edge. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know how big the edge is. We're still too early to tell and we have to... 
I don't know, analyze someone like Fedor Holtz or something. So I guess the, the, the standard deviation is still very high in, in poker. So people might be really the best, but they might have no caches in 20 tournaments. Right. And that could just be them the mean. I mean, it just could be just normal, you know? So it's like uh, you have to... It's hard to work it out. I, I can't work it out. In the cash game, you could work it out because you have to stop playing right? But in tournaments. Right. You could say all these situations that I've been in were all unfortunate. And uh, it's easy. And I only need one of them out of five or six. And you, that's very easy to, to, to like bust in 20 events. Right. That's true, too. Um, yes. Uh, do you have a goal? So now... Do you- you're saying you might start studying, but do you have a goal? Is there like a you, looking now? Like you, you kind of have your everything in order. Yeah. You could play. Like, do you have a? Do you ever look at a year and say, you know what? I'm going to play this amount of tournaments. I have a goal. I want to. You have a GPI no. goal? Any sort of poker no. ranking thing? No, 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 goal. no, no goals. I'm just living. And you know? what's what people? What are you going to do? What are you going to do in life? I just I'm just want to live the next day. Mm-hmm. I just want to live. I don't want to do anything. I don't have to do anything extra. I just want to live. And if I'm free, I'm going to come and play. If I have the spare money. Uh, to throw like the million pounds and uh, uh, then I'll do it. You know, if, if I don't, I won't do it. I've, I've set out plenty of these big high stakes events. But if it's if it feels a good time for me, I'll, I'll, I'll play. And if I'm enjoying it, I'll play. If, if, if I don't like it, I'll quit altogether, right? right. I do it for fun. I don't want to be trapped mm-hmm. in a contract where I have to play right. without wanting to play. Right. That's, that, exactly. <laughs> that makes uh, for sure. Uh, what do you think the most important thing is to be successful in poker based on your experience over the years and, and witnessing people kind of rise and fall? Yeah. So game selection and bankroll management and, and good life management. This is the most important. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I didn't even say anything about poker skills. Right. <laughs> so if you can get into the right games, that's, that's, and if you have the bankroll and you know how to manage it and you know how to manage your life, so you don't tilt from, from poker, then you're there nearly. Right. Then the, the rest is your gift and your ability to play. If, if you have some of that, that's a big bonus. Right. You could show me, you could be the 10th best player in the world. You're playing the other best nine and you can't, whatever, you could be the 10 millionth best and you're yeah. playing the, the 100 million plus on and you're going to be <laughs> probably be like, crusher. probably, yeah, the 10th player could be broke, you know, exactly. the ninth could be that's, broke. Yeah. That's, that's the truth of it. What yeah. do you think of online poker right now? The state of online poker? Yeah. I mean, we've seen the crazy 2003, four of those yeah. years, you know, everything was wild west. Now things of legislation in the U S things are sure. coming back a little bit, but it's slow. It's kind of always one in one. Where, where do you see the future? And do you, do you see, could online poker die? But Fully, like backgammon got solved completely, kind of killed the game. What do you think on on, online poker's state moving forward? I think think online poker's in in trouble. It's declining because of solvers and software. Robots can now play. I was just speaking to Eastside the other day about it. And uh, yeah, basically robots can play now and act like humans Mm -hmm. and find the games, the games that I mean, they just, with AI, they're just becoming like humans. Right. You can just breed them and they just like get an idea and play and... When you play online, do you use a HUD like a poker? I don't. Tracker? I've never used any. So do you think it's? Do you feel? So you want to play with me on Coin Poker? That's that's where I lose the most money, right? <laughs> you can. There's no. Uh, there's no. There's no HUDs or anything no HUDs. available. And, no and HUDs. what do you think about Party doing that as well? They they banned HUDs. They banned. They changed the alias names. Made everything. It's fresh. fine, but I think with 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 Rogue, with this AI artificial intelligence, I think it's just too too clever. And if there's teams on there from Russia that are that are killing killing these games, so. This is the biggest challenge, so I think right. maybe some, some rule changes have to happen, things like that have to happen, but I think live poker will be fine, and poker, obviously, for microstakes online uh, will, will, be, will be cool. But yeah. I think, and obviously private games online, which are managed by some host, you know, mm-hmm. that, that that can be okay as well. And right. I've seen that, that's, that's pretty cool. But I don't think that can be massive scale like it used to be. Mm-hmm. I think now that the future, obviously, in these... In these other games, e-gaming and so on, this is what's uh, what's the future. You know, poker, unfortunately, online is, is a thing of the past unless there's some evolution in it. Right. Makes sense. Do you have a lot of routines? Like, are you a... Uh you kind of just every day is different. Do you have a gym, like yoga? What's your, yeah. give me like your, 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 give me a day in Tony G's life at home. No, just different all the time because of, of the travel and everything. I can't have a routine, but, but like walking, I have two big dogs, nice dogs. So I go to the forest. We pick mushrooms with the kids uh, when I'm free. So we have different seasons, right? In the autumn, we go we'll look for mushrooms. The end of summer now, and other parts you do other stuff. So 
but I travel so much. So you're not, you don't have you're not like yeah you're just not a night you don't every day it's not work out this time do this like nah. you're just you're all over the place. Obviously so they don't work out at all. So no, I don't believe that. Tony G, <laughs> look, he's he's definitely I don't believe that he's in good shape over here. You didn't get brought up in England. Someone's asking about that. Did, is no, England? no, I've spent a lot of time in England and I was okay. re resident and living in London, but but no. Okay, someone's asking about impacting your career routines. Man, a lot of questions, Tony G. This was like yeah. the last, we put this up like se seven hours ago. So people want to know, That's man. I, I don't, uh, how, uh, how is the political power? Yo, know, yeah, actually, that's actually, that's a really interesting question to me. Um, how, do, how would you say po politics and using poker kind of, they, uh, uh, what skills are, um, have you used that kind of correlate to both? Because this is poker, I think, really translates off the table a lot. But in politics, like, do you feel like reading people, these type of things are, are important? They're so different. It's just, the politics, uh, being a poker player, helped me, and I got selected by the Politico magazine, which is the most like influential. I saw that. Yes, I did yeah, see that. Yeah, it's the most influential politician in Europe, or top 28, mm -hmm. the most influential from Lithuania, which is quite quite funny but uh, yeah I was because I actually did a lot of conferences I did a lot of things outside of parliament mm -hmm. I actually did really work hard for, for change and put a lot of my money into politics I saw something that with the basketball team didn't you put up a bunch of some of the yeah. uh, it was 500,000 euros yes. or something yeah. to get the team they didn't qualify or something you did <laughs> What was that? Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. So there was the Lithuania in 2010 didn't qualify for the world championships in yeah. Turkey and, and we bought a wild card for 500,000 FIBA being a very nice organization <laughs> Does sell uh, entries, mm -hmm. so we, we I managed to purchase, and then we then I launched Tony Bet just because they had to buy a sports betting company, so we put the Tony Bet logo on it, and um, and the, I was the appointed the general manager of the team, and I, I did three years with the team actually, so to to ten to eleven to twelve, we had the European Championships and to eleven, and we had in two twelve we had the Olympic Games in mm -hmm. London, which I was living in the Olympic Village. Uh, I was in the opening ceremony. Yeah, I was there for. I remember that. I went to that. Yeah. Actually, I went with Helmuth. Oh yeah. To, to there, and that was that. That was a big deal. So you walked out. You were with the team on yeah. the, at the opening ceremony. Yeah. It's pretty cool. With the team, and that, that was that was cool. Look, it's something I'd done, something that's in the past, something I enjoyed, and uh, I've moved on. But I think it's it was it was very very nice. Uh, this one in Australia. Which one, right? Yeah. Here? You yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah. I've lived you in descent and grew up in Australia. I think Australia shaped me. I mean, Lithuania hasn't shaped me at all. Uh, because just like my, my language is English is much better, although I'm fluent in Lithuanian. But uh, how many languages do you speak? Well, ru Russian, poor German. So, no, not not really that many, but enough to get by in Europe, I guess, right. and Australia yeah. <laughs> and the US, right? So I'm okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, Lithuanian is a, is a very old language. Uh, Culture is completely different than than Australia. Everything's so different. But the summers in Lithuania are so nice. So, like spending six, seven months in Australia, four, four, five months in in Lithuania every year, is is a good way to go for people. They can afford it. Uh, but when you have kids, and it's, then it gets harder and harder. They got school. They got structure. Right. Yeah. I don't know if we need too much structure in life. I think the less structure, the better. Uh, I'm not a big believer in, in that much of it. But yeah, Australia is 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 where my Big heart is, of course, because that's where I got so much benefit when I managed to escape from the Soviet Union. You know, we, we got out, I got out in uh, 1984. So that was... You still in, you were born in 83? Yeah, uh, 73. 73, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 73. So, yeah, and Lithuania was occupied by the Soviet Union and I got out and, and was free and had a big advantage because there was a huge issue for people that couldn't travel, that didn't have access to information, they had no freedoms. And this was the Soviet Union; they occupied Lithuania. By oh, wow. So we have to we have to remember that Australia did gave me a huge boost in life, and I had had a big advantage getting out. That's it's, running good, right? Those are like the life you talk about yeah. flips and coin and winning tournaments or running bad, but like these are you know massive yeah. swings and crazy things you can't really put into perspective. You these can't, type of breaks. If I were got stuck in, in Lithuania, I would be a totally different person. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for Australia for for letting people in, getting these migrants that need to really escape from political persecution, which which we were, obviously, our family. When you say escaped, it wasn't your granted, you literally, your family, you ran, you got... My, kind of, my mother got out, and then they wouldn't let me out, so I had five years alone, actually, well, with other family members, but 
mum left for a holiday and she stayed because her brother was there. A lot of the family left. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, so it was really like life or death. Like it was like you got, you got to go <laughs> yeah. there and you just like, and then you got, what you fly? You flew over there? I or? flew by myself. The, the, the Red Cross got me out. Once the Red Cross got involved and the Soviets let, let me out. But wow. I had to fly that's, myself, yeah, 11 years old. That's crazy. <laughs> that's very intense. Wow. Yeah. Um, Wow. Those were the times. And then now, now we, we see a little bit of trouble in the world and people think it's, wow, it's the end of the world before. It was just the norm. And, was, and that's and I'm still a young person, right? To, to, see, to see all the Soviet um, yeah, that's totalitarian super, regimes. Super, super intense. Uh, question kind of here we just asked about basically your perspectives gained at the poker tables and, and uh, political views. But, you should, I mean, obviously there's, you can apply yeah. skills to all, you know, different sets of different parts of your life, I'm sure you use poker-wise, but... On political views? Yeah, the yeah. political yeah. ventures. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm... Uh, it's, it's hard. I guess I, did, I didn't like Trump that much. You know, if we, we can talk about it, right? Well, yeah. not, but now I'm, I'm, I'm finding it quite cool. He's quite cool and uh, fine. I mean, you just can't get upset when people get too upset and too emotional uh, about one politician. Uh, they suffer themselves. That is, they suffer, they get worked up, communities are divided. Well, look, Trump is going to, Dib's probably going to win one more term and then he'll be gone. He's not going to change America that much. It's it's still, uh, I, and I think the politicians cannot change the people. And, uh, you know, you can elect whoever you want, but it's not, you're not going to change the people. They're going to be the way they are. Right. So I don't, I think we overvalue politicians too much. And I think we, we can all do things outside of politics to to have our own truth. But mm-hmm. hating one person like Trump or loving someone else like Hillary Clinton, there were so two such a bad choices like for America and the right. world, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Those are like in our country, USA. Those are the. Those the only two you can choose from. Short a while, but yeah, don't. Politics are complicated. We'll, uh, very complicated. Yeah, we'll, very complicated. Will we'll, we'll, you ever retire? Do you just kind of love? Like you just look at one one smorgasbord of yeah. life. Do you ever, do you say to yourself, "I'm just done with everything," or do you kind of always love business, sort of doing, being involved in action? I think you you never retire. I think it's uh, you just live. And I said, I answer it again. What are you going to do after whatever politics, after poker? I'm just going to live one more day. You know, just take one day at a time. So I just plan to live. So if I retire, that means I'm dying. So hopefully not. That's in, yeah okay that, man this is all right we're actually almost we're getting through here I, do we have a few more minutes yeah no? okay is there this is there's Ward in the background where we're just singing your praises give a little love out here Ward Lush, there he is in the flesh uh, Tony got a lot of questions man this is a short thing and we're we're humming here oh jeez yeah there's a there, look at this I mean, this is this is a lot there's a lot a lot, of, a lot of Tony love out here um, oh why basketball and not soccer do you what's your do you like soccer is are you a, a bat are you purely basketball or do you support soccer as well? What's your next favorite no, I'm sport? Purely basketball. And next favorite sport is cricket. Cricket, okay. I love cricket. There you go. Cricket and basketball. Um, What's the score were in the Ashes? Yeah, uh, England are three wickets down. Wow. Wickets, I don't even know what that means. Well, how many runs? Yeah, I don't know. There it is. What's your favorite sport? Basketball's answered. Uh, Cricket's in the next one. So <laughs> and where did the soccer even come on there? Is Lithuania any good at soccer? I, ha- I don't think I've really heard much. Lithuania's terrible at soccer, but really good at basketball. So small they, country that focused. Uh, they might need you, Tony. Maybe you need to step up and sponsor the soccer team. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, no, no. That's I'm not getting meant. into soccer. Um, no, not in this lifetime. <laughs> okay. Political uh, political views left or right for those that don't. Know. I'm right. I'm right. I'm 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 on the right side of politics. I've always been, but I'm I'm quite liberal. So, but I'm just trying to help tell people: don't isolate and don't hate any politicians. They're all going to be gone sooner or later. So, do something and ask ask yourself: what have you done to make your country better? Instead of hating politicians. So. Right. There, that's a great point. Um, favorite variant. Do you like? Do you play mixed games? What are some other games yeah. you like? Yeah, I played like yeah, Omaha High Low. I played a lot of. Uh, I've really done a lot of. A lot of different games. I play all the games. You must. I'm you're not, you're not a man good. of many traits. Okay. <laughs> I, like I just it. enjoy it. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm good, but I do play. Oh, so Omaha High Low might be your favorite or one of them. Yeah, one of them. There was a time I used to love to play Omaha High Low and Deuce to Seven Triple Draw. <laughs> mm-hmm. With a little limit, I played a lot of that in Australia. That used to seven's fun too, because that's a lot of bluffing. It's like one of those you can kind of just go for it. You just got to keep betting. If you just keep betting, you, you can win that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in Deuce to Seven. Yes. You just got to have the last bet and you probably have an edge a lot of the time, as long as you're the one making the betting. Yeah. Uh, it's... Question on here about Rosvedoff. What do you think about Rosvedoff? I guess King's Casino. How many times yeah. have you been here? A bunch? Oh, I've been a bunch. Of, but yeah, I really do. Uh, yeah, I recommend everyone come here. It's fantastic. Spa is beautiful. 
get a nice massage, nice hotel, great poker, great action. You know, a lot of loose action here. Especially it is the largest poker room in Europe, I believe. It's the yeah. largest poker it's, room. It in looks, Europe. it's massive. So many great tournaments. I can, we'll have this 10k now. This should be a massive overlay. Um, yeah, it looks like yeah, I'm getting back in there today. Uh, PP or PS? Po Party poker or poker stars? Which is doing more for poker? Well, party poker was guaranteeing all these tournaments, like live tournaments, that are all missing the guarantees. You know, the Bahamas, it's Vegas, now here. So party poker is putting a lot of money into poker. So it's, it's probably even trying to save poker in that sense. But mm -hmm. uh, poker stars is a, is a pure, I guess, more commercial. It's, uh, I don't know. So there's two different poker stars. When Isai was running it, mm -hmm. Scheinberg, it was different, right? It was one person who really cares about poker, who loves it. Who, who did a great job, sponsored so many players, so many pros that, that changed their lives. So he, he was a different person running it. And now it's, uh, and now it's a big public organization that's you know, heavily in debt as well. So they, they look at it differently. Um, it's, it's a pure business, it's pure financing, and poker is just one part of the chain for them. It's not, you know, it's right. how much could they borrow to, to, to buy something? But that's what they care about instead of poker players. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I like it. Um, how do your colleagues feel about your passion for poker? Do you do you get resistance even from your family or your your wife? Does she ever say, "Hey, you're doing too much"? This or they're pretty no. supportive and know that you're you know you're you, you, do you, your colleagues even? I guess you in, you said in politics it didn't hurt you really. If anything, it was almost like it no. helped it. No, it helped us. It's what I am. It's 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 uh, yeah. I'm regarded by the, the community as as a good poker player successful poker player so there's no there's no questions about it that it's bad that it's gambling mm -hmm. some opponents do do want to say that you know it's gambling and i lose the whole country if i'm in the government <laughs> yeah okay uh, at least i'll play for it right right yeah, yeah, but you, yeah you could win yeah uh what else motivates you in poker is there is it the competition like what what, what do, you, do you think is so exciting to you about poker what aspect yeah it's this competition it's uh it's the stimulation you get from playing from getting situations, getting out of situations. It's a stimulation, you know, so I'm, I'm blessed that I've had a fun life and poker has been a major part, maybe the most important part of my life. So I'm, I'm grateful to poker and um, I'm grateful to all the wonderful people that I've met through poker, that we've done business, that we've had a lot of partying, a lot of fun, a lot of different things in life. So it's been, I can't get out of it now. I have to accept that I'm, I am in the poker industry still and still a poker lover and I'll support great events like Triton, Party Poker, Poker Stars too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not against anyone so I hope that people just have fun and poker, my biggest advice that poker can be a small part of your life or a bigger part of your life but don't make it all your life and make sure you're having fun out of it instead of suffering and being crapped. I love it. Well, on that note, guys, I think, you know, we have, uh, we've answered a lot of questions. Tony's taking his time. He's a busy man. I know he is hopefully going to be a repeat podcast guest. Maybe after every time you win a 25K High Roller Plus, we'll have you on the show. That would be a nice little way to do it. But uh, yeah. any, any other message? I love I love your energy. I love how you uh, promote the game. It's it's really fun to watch. Is there any other, is if you were giving someone a tip out there, like you said, you kind of just did it. You said about balance and don't make it only your life. But if someone today was going to say to you, hey, you know, Tony, I really, I love poker. I want to play more. I want to kind of have it be a part of my life. Is that, that would be your biggest takeaway is say to, to have balance. Is there any other advice you would give them to start out? Um, yeah, I, I would just say that now it's too late to just become a pure poker pro. I think it's it's not worth pursuing that. Mm -hmm. That that if, if, you could, if you could do that, you could probably do other things that will generate a better return for you financially. So if you, if you could be that good, uh, I don't know. But as a, as a hobby, it's great. You, mm -hmm. should, you should do it. And if it works out as something more, that's also good. But that's just my advice. So people people have their own dreams. Right. You, you have to live your life how you think. It's well, I think it, I mean it's also important with poker news. You found a way to make residual income. You found you started something, and now if you want to play poker when you're playing, if you lose a little, it's not so crazy. You got this money coming in, so you have some no pressure. That's the biggest difference. You got someone at home who says, "All right, I do this job now. I'm stopping this job. I'm only playing poker now." It's you know now you're putting your family at risk, maybe your 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 whole everything. So I think that's it's very important to make that distinction that you need to have some other backup or you know whether some people are staked or sell action, but you just don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, especially yeah. when it's. As we've mentioned, luck is a, a good part of the, the game and, and can go it's on a switch. Huge so, yeah. So. yeah, the standard deviation, I mean, if, if you do Kelly criteria or whatever, which, which I know, yeah. uh, it's, it's just so high, so people have to understand that. You could have 
you could be the best player and never ever prove it to the world for whatever reasons, right? Because you just won't have you will lose confidence too. So it's, well, it's also it's like basketball or football too. If you're not, if you, you there's there's probably the best player that we never saw a cricket or somewhere in the world that is like playing, you know, and didn't get the right opportunity. And it's like you just don't. Yeah, you might not get the right avenue or the right venue. You, you take a bad beat in the main event. You get to play once, and then you don't get you know. So all those things, I agree with completely. And we do. I'm gonna I'm gonna round out here and just let you guys know again. Uh, coin poker. You've seen Tony rocking this. This is a very interesting new project with blockchain and crypto so again uh, I, I'm, I'm interested I've seen it and I want to you know I, that's where they can play with you is that true they, they play with me and we have open face Chinese as well short deck and, and normal games PLO games it's and, and play with me I'm on there all the time so all right, come and come and get me coin poker if you want a piece of Tony he's fresh off this win yesterday he was popping champagne on the table here's his Instagram he also has Twitter and you can check him out on Hendon Mob and on that note I think we did answer almost all the questions I appreciate it Tony very nice to chat appreciate the time guys check him out on all the socials and we'll be back for another podcast soon and we'll hopefully have Tony on in the future so have a good day thanks for listening to this episode it was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.